0: All right guys, thank you for joining me today. This is the Angry Prepper. Today's episode, episode 61 is going to be on the HBO mini series Chernobyl. Now, there was a lot to be said about this mini series being that it happened back in 1986 and there was a lot that wasn't uh, mentioned or spoken of. So watching this miniseries was pretty eye-opening as to the other things that happened that we weren't aware of or at least you know my generation wasn't aware of because we were pretty young when that happened though I do remember it I did keep in tune to what was going on that wasn't even a half of what was discussed in the actual miniseries so anyway Chernobyl was a nuclear explosion, or meltdown, sorry, that happened back in 1986 in the Soviet Union. This is when the Soviet Union was one nation. Right now there are multiple countries. So there was a, I guess you could say, man-made disaster that led to the worst nuclear disaster in the history of the world now some people will argue that Fukushima or Fukushima sorry is the worst nuclear disaster on this planet and it does have the potential to become that seeming that it's leaking radiation into the ocean which would be leaking radiation into the ocean forever so there were multiple issues that went down with Chernobyl Right, I mean, there was just so many things that unfolded uh, right before the explosion, right after the explosion, that it could have been prevented. I mean, this whole event that unfolded could have been prevented by just not doing a stupid test. Now, I got why they wanted to do the test, but if everyone else, nuclear scientists, that is, were telling you it's a bad idea, then maybe you shouldn't have done the test. Now, after the test. When it exploded, measures were not taken to protect the people, is why so many people wound up dying. Now, I would like you guys to watch this episode, I mean, sorry, uh, mini series, and tell me what you think in the comment section below. But keep in mind that this is Russia we're talking about, and they lied to their people and they tried to lie to us for a long time about it. Their, uh, their death count is still astonishingly low which when you look at the episode and then you see how many people actually died versus their their head count of who died it's insane so anyway what did we learn from Chernobyl well one thing I know after watching Chernobyl actually before watching Chernobyl I knew never to live near a nuclear power plant that was just something uh, that I always knew growing up There were a lot of kids who were coming up with cancer back in the 80s and early 90s who lived around nuclear power plants. I guess they lived too close or there were leaks going on and the power plants weren't saying anything. Needless to say, there were a lot of kids who were uh, developing cancers living near these power plants. So that, I already knew, never lived near a power plant. But then there are accidents that can happen and you have to account for those. You have to take into account that if an accident happens, what are you going to do? Are you going to leave or are you going to stay? Right? Those are the only two options. Of course, you can listen to what's going on and see what the facility is telling you, but sometimes a facility might have an accident and he might not report it. Now, I know they're supposed to, but I'm going to err on a side of caution and say that they don't report every little thing that goes on there, though they do have a government official who walks around these power plants On a day to day basis, making sure everything's on the up and up. Now, if you do live near a power plant and something happens, whether you hear an explosion or you see an explosion, leave. Don't wait for them to tell you it's radioactive and don't wait for them to tell you it's not radioactive. Just leave. Stay ahead of the curb and make sure you get out. Now, of course, you're going to keep listening to your radios, whatever you're listening to. And stay abreast of what's going on. Now, if it's not radioactive and you come back and everything's all good, then you you come back and you stay, right? But if you go back for something and you find out the radiation level is high, because if you live near a power plant, you should have a Geiger counter, period, or a dosimeter, right? Um, You should have one of those devices if you live near a nuclear power plant. And you should be taking a reading probably, I would say, every day, first thing in the morning to make sure it's, it's you know, good to go. Uh, I know that might be a lot, but you're living near a power plant. You don't want to be dosed every day, even at a low amount. Because after that, that can develop into a cancer, right? Over years, that is, not not days, not, not months, years. Uh, granted, if something happens and you hear about it, you're going to know. But a dosimeter or a Geiger counter is something you should have if you live really close to a nuclear power plant. Go the opposite way of the reactor. If it blows or has a leak or anything it it it's doing, you should always go opposite it or actually uh, downwind of it, right? So upwind of it, sorry. So the wind should be in your face and a nuclear power plant should be on your back so you minimize your exposure to radiation keeping track of the weather pattern is another thing if you hear of an explosion or some kind of a leak make sure you're tracking the weather as well the weather is going to dictate which way you need to go or you should go right obviously if the wind is blowing on your back and the nuclear power point is behind you you're going to want to go towards it To minimize your exposure and or just away from it right so you might not have to go like directly towards it but let's say the wind is blowing north and the power plant is south of you well then you're going to have to go west to east right to get out of that uh, path or whatever the radiation is doing um wind currents and flows are are big to do when it comes to anything radiological or chemical. Keep that in mind, you have to know the wind flow and keep in uh tune with the weather whenever there's a chemical explosion or a nuclear explosion. Now, in Chernobyl, the core was exposed, and that is absolutely a nightmare. Now, if the core is exposed in anybody's nuclear power plant, that's going to be spewing radiation into the air for I mean decades, centuries to come because it's just, hell they said at the lowest no I'm sorry, they said at its lowest point, I'm sorry, it could take over a few thousand years for the core to die off now Chernobyl is still radioactive and it's going to be radioactive for I mean hundreds of years to come but it is emitting less that's why they're letting people uh, tour there now which is not a great idea but i do see the the allure with uh, going to an abandoned city and taking pictures and videos and things like that so anyway the chernobyl miniseries was a very good watch i think you should definitely watch the uh the miniseries and tell me what you think and if you get into chernobyl like i am you can also get some books out there um I'll put the books in the the description section below, but there's some really good really good books out there that actually document what went down and how bad it really was. Again, there was a situation in the show that could have decimated the entire Soviet Union, not the entire, but at least half of the Soviet Union if they didn't get to the problem beforehand. And you got to see what that problem is when you watch the uh, the show, because again, didn't have a clue. Alright guys, so hopefully you liked this uh, episode on Chernobyl's, on HBO's Chernobyl's miniseries. Other than that, this is The Angry Pepper. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter. You can also head over to The Angry Pepper Urban Channel on YouTube and The Angry Pepper's Outdoor Channel on YouTube and like and subscribe to both of those channels. Alright guys, thank you for watching.